Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. We're on the home front here at WILI. You might be listening now at uh, AM 1400 or 95.3 FM. We also record our shows for YouTube on a dedicated channel for WILI. We have a whole series of shows every day from 5 to 6. Each show has a channel there where you can get all the programs in case you miss one anytime on demand. And if you subscribe, you can get every new show. When it's posted, you get it right away. And they're all local shows about our part of Connecticut. So anyway, our program this week's very busy again we got three parts for the third part of the show we're going to look at the Wyndham Regional Arts Council for the second part we're going to look at Yono Willimannick a, a uh, yoga and wellness center they have a wellness fair coming up on June 10th but we're going to open with a local company that's been an institution here for well over a hundred years the Hosmer Beverage Company which most of us know by now I buy their stuff quite often I love their ginger beer to be honest but they have entered a new field of CBD beverages and we're going to tell the story of how they just launched this new product, how it came to be, and what the intention is behind marketing a new product entering a growing field based on CBD, uh, non-THC psychoactive products, but things for the body. So right now, next to me, I'm very happy to have, let's uh, see, back in the studio, Bill Potvin. He's one of the owners and managers at Hosmer Beverages. Bill, it's good to have you back in the Hello. house. Not always nice to spend time with you, John. You betcha. And also we have Michael Murphy. He's the founder of, of uh, Canalife Beverages, a, a company that's based for you know, producing this new product. And I'm very happy to be able to have a launch today, at least for my show. But I'm going to let Bill begin by talking about why they decided to even go into this beverage when they've been around here doing wonderful traditional beverages for 100 years. This is a new venture. So, Bill, thanks for being here today. So how did you decide to jump off the uh, diving board? Well, the interesting part is <clears throat> the long heritage that the connection between Michael, who grew up on Memorial Drive in Willimantic, is a local guy. Right, local town. And he's gone all right. over the world. Exactly. He's, he's a Marine. He's accomplished quite a few things in his life. Yeah. Uh, the interesting part was when my brother Andy would go down Memorial Drive and deliver, and Mike would get excited and jump in the truck at the beginning, and Andy would let him haul soda. And at the end of the street, he got a couple of cold sodas. Put him in heaven. Sure. That's how it started. It's a great. That's Americana, man. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a great childhood. I wish more kids could have that. That's yeah. cool. It is. Yeah. You can't jump anywhere near a truck these days. <laughs> Okay, do not do that, kids. Do not do that. Uh, but actually, though, you know, the whole idea of CBD and the body and a different kind of relationship is growing everywhere in so many ways for food. Uh, but this is a beverage idea. So how did you decide that this is a growing industry that you wanted to try to, you know, well, play locally? I'm going to defer to Michael because he's the one who's had a very extremely ugly experience in in terms of uh, his uh, <clears throat> recommendations from a doctor and the pharmaceutical industry with the OxyContin, he'll tell that sh story. Uh -huh. So, based on that experience, he come. He was. He's highly motivated to come up with a product that uh, has a lot of health benefits to it and no downside, no danger at all, no no side effects, no significant side effects. So it's it's a dream come true. And when I started talking with him and he started mentioning his background and knowledge about the hemp plant, I was kind of blown away because <laughs> he talked like somebody who might have an advanced degree. Right. And he doesn't have that, but he has a, a great mind and he's, he's able to glean information from the top experts in the country and maybe around the world. Yeah. So I was sold on the fact that 
his motivation makes sense and his knowledge about the plant makes sense and that's how we started right so i think more and more people understand the difference between cbd and thc but when you try to look at the cbd side in a form that people would enjoy what's the chemistry like you know without losing us in the science how do you make it work and what was your testing like to figure out it was ready to go uh, the, the idea, should I start with why the idea was born and, and, and what my motivation was? What sure. actually kind of inspired me was, uh, having had too much experience with the medical community in the, um, I'll call it the smiley face era where they came out with a smiley face mm-hmm. chart that started with, a uh, happy smiling face and went from one to ten, ten being a frown and tears. Uh, it meant you were in tragic pain. And all you had to do was walk into a hospital and point to anything over a four and they'd prescribe you deadly narcotics. Um, and, and my doctor uh, gleefully danced out of his office one day because I was. Uh, injured in a ski accident mm-hmm. and he had me taking uh, uh, Percodan at that time, which is terrible for your stomach. And I think that's how Elvis died, actually. Widely used. Yeah. Widely used and abused. And uh, he came out with a big uh, certificate for $50 off my first prescription saying this is the new non-addictive form of oxycodone. I can give it to you as much as you need it. You'll come off of it very simply, and this will control your pain while you're traveling. At that time, I was building breweries for the uh, for the government. Right, and you're on the road with a whole issue of a back problem. Correct. Right. So Flying I was in a lot really of pain. Fun. Yeah, I was in a lot of pain, and yeah. he was treating the pain. And uh, it turns out that the oxycontin, the non-addictive form was actually formulated to be more than just addictive, extremely addictive. And I would ask my doctor about every visit, am am I addicted to this stuff? Are you sure I'm not an addict? Nope, you're just tolerant. You just have a high threshold. Uh, You're you're used to taking it. So we'll take you down when the pain is gone. Uh, Long story short, big part of my life was stolen from me because they had me on such high doses that I was not myself. And uh, I wound up South County Hospital. I had stopped breathing on four occasions. My mother was told to say whatever important things she might want to say to me before she left that evening because I was almost certainly not going to leave the hospital on my own steam that day. Right. So what I want to do now is watch the clock for us because this is a story that's so large we're trying to manage it down to introduce it today because the situation that Michael mentioned was a life narrative that led him to look for alternatives to manage pain and how could that be integrated in everyday life in a healthy way. So this marketplace is really blowing up. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pop one of these right here live. I haven't had this before. It has a lemon flavor. But with the minutes that we have left, Bill, talk about how this is marketed, how people can get it locally. 
so it's more than a commercial. This is a story about a business trying a new product, and the whole idea is to find a way for people to move beyond pharmaceuticals. And that whole marketplace is for another show. The thing to remember, the thing to remember is that this is Michael Murphy's product. Where the delivery service, where where do you find a bottling company? There's not too many left, no, by the way. Not. So we charge him so much to make a case, and yep. then he will be the main distributor of it through the contacts that he makes. However, he will sell some back to us mm-hmm. so that we can sell it on our trucks and we can put it in our two stores and yes. make a decent profit on it and show off a little, maybe draw some new people into our stores. Right. I know. You uh, You were there at the Shabu Fest last weekend. Yes. That was a beautiful evening it of great was, music. It was beautiful. And it was nice to get it out Sorry there. Sorry I missed that. Yeah, it was good. Now, there's one last thing I want to mention in before we go, and that's your connection to Veterans for Peace and how that's part of this business plan <clears throat> is something beyond the beverage. Yeah, well, in the, in the course right. of getting to know Michael, it, you know, he's a Marine. I'm an Army guy, and I'm very much against war. And he, I talked with him, and I, I might have pulled him to the left a little bit, John. Just a little. <laughs> but if you go to the Veterans for Peace website, the mission statement is phenomenal. Anti-violence, anti-racist, anti-exploitation, uh, anti-empire, a lot of the things that we're doing wrong. So we became closer just based on that. And, and he's a member experience. of Veterans for Peace now. Right. And we actually are contributing a portion of the sales to Veterans for Peace, and the beautiful symbol for the, com- for the organization is on there, the, the helmet with the dove in it. It's right. Pretty nice. So that will help benefit that organization. Yes. Because we've done some radio with Bill and other shows looking at veterans' issues in relation to the war with Ukraine, how it broke out, how it's being managed, where do we go from here. So a lot of these old things that look like old home movies are being replayed now, and some things keep repeating. And that's worth having conversations about once in a while. Uh, so talk about the website, which has just launched. You can get more information about this because you just launched this very, very recently. Yeah, this this was bottled less than two weeks ago. There you go. So a it's week and a half ago. Fresh wine right out of the grapes, <laughs> uh, as it were. So <laughs> tell me about the website and yeah. how we can learn more. Michael? Okay, the, the, yeah. website, <clears throat> the website will have more information as I populate it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with About Us which will tell the story about how Bill and I met, uh, the progression of the relationship, uh, how we aligned over time, or how he brought me, I should say, into alignment with his way of thinking on peace, and um, also about just the general population, their health, and the large pharma issue, and some of the other things that you know, common people every day have to cope with in their lives and don't have much say about. Right. So this is a subtle way of um, helping, I think. You know, it's nice because there's a lot of people trying to apply the business model with more and more social benefits. A piece on the side, integrating it somehow. Something more than just a tax write-off when you give it as a donation, right? That's nice, but you can do more. So my question is, in the short term, is the, is the best way is to just go to the store? Are you going to try to get it out more after you have time in the summer? Or is this really right here in town off of Bridge Street? Well, I'm hoping that he gets this chart. There's a spectacular, beautiful chart showing the hemp plant and all of the potentials that it 
can interact with the human body and help right. people right. In, a, in a very safe way. That's part of the beauty of this. This is safe stuff. If you'd like to look at it, it's called the CBD wheel. Okay. And it's a really fundamental way of looking at what CBD is and how the molecules work within the human biome. Uh, and it's just so easy and pretty. It just It's beautiful to look at, and it targets all of the issues that this addresses. Uh, this plant happens to be our plant relative. It has the same genetic makeup. The uh, endocannabinoid system is human, phytocannabinoid plant. And this is like a mirror of our endocannabinoid. Well, we're going to have them back to talk more in the summertime after this has more time to get out there. Uh, Well, according to Michael, there's four, I'll say doses, but there's four servings in one of these little 10-ounce bottles, 12-ounce bottles. So that's the idea, one for four. And we'll talk about it next time, but thank you for sharing one. And I wish you good success over the summer as people learn about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how this new marketplace goes. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Just can I add? Please. They're in the green bottle, yeah. white label, and I will be trying to get them distributed through package stores and places um, with permanent license stores. first. Exactly. That makes so sense. that it keeps people of age starting on the beverage. And also, that's where people are getting more used to seeing lots of alternative seltzers and all kinds of, all, you know, all kinds of different kinds sure. of water. So that makes total sense. So the website is canalifebeverages.com if you want to learn more. And uh, we'll have you back. Thanks, thanks again. Thank you so much. All right, we'll take a short break for some messages. Then we'll come back and look at Yono Willimanic. They have a health and wellness fair on June 10th. We'll talk to uh, Angie in a few minutes. And then we'll have Kathy Shires here from the Wyndham Regional Arts Council for the third part of the show. Don't go away. All righty, folks, we're back on the home front. We're very happy to have you with us here on AM 1400 or 95.3 FM. Also, we're on YouTube at the WILI channel we have here, along with the other shows that are from 5 to 6. Coming up at the third part of the show, we're going to talk about the Wyndham Regional Arts Council. But right now, we're going to look at Yono Willimanic. It's a yoga, meditation, and wellness center based in town. And they have a special fair coming up on June uh, 10th. And we have Angie Jacks back in the studio again. Great to have you here again, Angie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So let's start with the fair because it's going to be a busy day from 10 to 4. And uh, when Angie was here in April, I, you know, I wasn't sure how many people were going to be there. But it's going to be loaded with a lot of activity. And it's between 10 and 4. So what kind of scene will it be like? Uh, we're really excited. Uh, we had such... Uh, great response. It was really incredible. Um, we weren't sure what to expect. This is the first annual, the first time we're trying it out. Congratulations. And yeah, thank All you. All right, so something new. First we, time. The, the spots sold out immediately. Um, we try to keep it very affordable so everyone can showcase their offerings. Um, but yeah, 10 to 4, 26 vendors. Um, we have, uh, usually we have two morning classes that day, and we're just going to shift to one class and have Studio One be full of our offerings. Now, I want to mention the website if you want to follow up more, yonowillamanic.com. So all the things that Angie is talking about are there with a lot of other activities they do, yonowillamanic.com. And they're right in town at uh, Church Street, 59 Church Street. Uh, What is your sense in the community in eastern Connecticut of people that are really looking to connect, to actually go out, to meet people, to explore, and to find out things that they read about in some Facebook page, but now they want to talk to practitioners or people that are local that they can drive to yeah. and you know, have more time? 
Um, my sense is that people are ready. People are, re are ready to take their health and wellness um, into their, I won't say into their own hands. I think there, there's a balance between the two worlds of Eastern and Western medicine. Um, but this gives people the opportunity to really take control over their well-being through the practice of yoga and meditation and changes in lifestyle. And also, of course, um, you know, there's lots of naturopathic remedies, et cetera. So. Yeah. So do you want to take a few minutes and highlight? Yeah, we're so excited. There's um, so many things people hear about. Now you can see what some of these disciplines are all, all in one place. Yeah, of course we have um, Reiki practitioners. We have tarot card readers, astrologists. Uh, we have um, crystal uh, healers who will be in attendance. Um, people who make jewelry will be there. Uh, let's see. Um, people who um, have retreats and sound baths. Um, and it's not necessarily like a sales thing. It's really right. just to go out and see what is actually in the community. And I was, I was really stunned when I saw everyone who was applying, um, filling out the application and wanting to be part of this. I was so honored and really stunned at how much we have in this community. And it's only through things like this where we can really see um, what the offerings are. Yeah. How do people find out about these things? It must be difficult because media, the commercial media is very expensive. Yeah. Uh, but how do people find their connections? It, is it really quiet things through a, like a piece of email? How do you connect and try to grow this audience? It's a hustle. You yeah. hustle. Right. You have your feet on the street and right. you're knocking on doors and you're right. creating flyers and um, yeah. you're, you're always, always moving. And I actually think it's easier these days. You know, I think about when my father started his business, there was no email, there was no Canva, there were, there were none, there was none of that. There wasn't even cell phones. And I'm like, yeah. they, they made it happen. So I actually feel like we have so much more opportunity to get our message out with all of the different, um, avenues. Yeah. Now, something we talked about briefly in April is something that, sh that Jackie added in the wintertime, right after the turn of the year, was the idea of, of, uh, of a floating water meditation space. And she has them now. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you had to do to get them set up? I, I think you have two or three, is it? I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, I have quite, two. You have two. They're quite large, though. They are, eight feet by uh, five. Eight five feet by feet. five. So you're yeah. really in a big platform. Yeah. Because uh, when you mentioned some people felt a little cl uh, small, but that seems like a large dimension. Yeah, as soon as they see it, yeah. as soon as they see the, they're called float orbs. Right. As soon as they see them, it, it's like you see this immediate relaxation just walking into the room mm -hmm. because there's meditative music playing there's this beautiful warm um, uh, blue light that glows and you have the option of turning the music off turning the light off you have the option of shutting the lid which even if you decide to shut it when you reach your arm up you have tons of space you're not even touching the top mm -hmm. um, so that's to get the full sensory reduction experience right but when I, the first time I ever floated, I kept it open. I'm also very claustrophobic. I come from yeah. a long line of claustrophobic people. Right. But by the second float, I was like, shut it down, relax. You know, this is interesting in a way, you know, because when you get into these spaces about what triggers a claustrophobic feeling, you know, what is it in the body that is triggered? Have you, I'm sure you've explored that. But for people that think about floating, like I got one for my birthday, I have to confess, so I'm, I'm going to go for one. I'll let you know maybe in two weeks. But how did you overcome that? And what is it that people feel? Can you find the words when it's not really a word thing? 
Well, it's not your body, it's your head. Mm. Yeah, so we, we start to create these stories in our head and uh, we follow them down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. and we know we know where, where that leads us. So yeah. uh, that's just part of the experience. You get in and you know, everyone's flow experience is different. Yeah. Your your mind is going, your mind is wandering, but you want to let your thoughts live out their, their life cycle. Thoughts have a life cycle. They come up, we dwell a little, and then they pass. The only time the life cycle is really interrupted is when you hold on to that thought or you add to it or you mm-hmm. cling or you mm-hmm. argue back. That's the worst one. You argue back to the thoughts. Rather than float on them and let them kind of yeah, find their tapestry. Let them, their life cycle. Let them live yeah. out their little life cycle. And is a typical float one hour? What's the usual yeah. time frame? Yeah, so that's great. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. So typically it's 60 minutes. Right. Um, but I just implemented 90-minute floats on Sundays. And there's a big benefit to a 90-minute float. Tell um, me. I find that... Um, one of the most common things people say when they get out of the floats and they come back into the reception area uh, is that it went by really fast. Mm. There's also something that happens biologically. Um, it takes about 45 minutes, give or take, for your body to move from those alpha waves where mm-hmm. you're a little bit more high vibration and alert into, um, I hope I get it right, the yeah. theta waves. Okay. Um, and that's where you start producing the, 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 the more relaxed state mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the farther you go, that, that gets to REM and other things deeper into the sleep aspect. Of right. And you typically. Subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And right. you typically don't hit REM. There are, there are floats that people go in overnight and they are asleep overnight and it's really magical. Wow. Um, uh, but, but I find that that 45 minute mark, um, then all of a sudden, you know, 15 minutes later, the exit track comes on and it lulls you out of that meditation. But what would that extra 30 minutes mm. do? So you can really explore that full, um, sense of relaxation. And I just, I love it. I love 90 minutes. But... Yeah. I can see it in your face. There's yeah. a little glow here now. <laughs> I feel like we're floating now. Um, so generally you think people feel it goes by a little faster than they thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. It's accelerated time. Yeah. Sometimes they think, oh, my gosh, an hour. I have to be in there. I have to be in there with my thoughts for an hour. And the thoughts are going to go. And, again, mm-hmm. if you, it's just part of the training. You start training your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you, get, you get your control back. That's what it's all about. Get yourself back in control. Well, we're talking about floating. And I wonder, since you've had a few months now, she's had several months to get people into this when you hear anecdotal stories, do you think there's a difference between people that might be maybe meditating or doing a practice of their own and this is a float, or people that never have and they're floating out of the clear blue and it's a new novel thing? So I guess let me just yeah. make sure I understand the question. Yeah. So people who have floated before versus people who have not floated before and the different experiences or... um, That's part of it. The other part is folks who are doing meditation or Mm -hmm. some kind of guided process where they're used to being in their own thoughts Mm -hmm. and slowing down, but they're not in the water. Right. They're doing something outside in the garden or they're doing something peaceful and it's their way. But when you go into the water space, how is that different? So, well, first, they're all great ways of, again, getting your control back. Um, uh, even just sitting and following your breath is deeply meditative. So True. when you're in when you're in the orb, um, 
you're in body temperature water, so you really lose the barrier between where your body ends and where the water begins. Plus you're floating, so your entire skeletal system expands and goes back to where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Think about just sitting here or standing. Gravity is pushing on us, so everything is getting squeezed and compressed. So when of you're course. in this water and, and it's you know there's no gravity, zero gravity, your whole body just starts to expand and everything you know stretches out inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm about to fall See? off my chair. <laughs> Talk about relaxing here. Uh, so uh, now while we're at it, are there other summer programs now? Because we have a few minutes to go, but, but we're doing this at the very end of May into June. We yeah. talked about the floats. You could go online to get all these things to follow up. But are there other particular things that are happening after the fair, which yeah. is coming up on uh, June 10th from 10 to 4? Yep. that people can do. Yeah, um, our event calendar is completely full through the summer. So um, that same day um, uh, of the fair is a uh, another workshop called Soul Retrieval, and this is with a guest right. um, instructor. Uh, on the 17th, we have another event called Booty Bar um, Glow. I think it's Glow. Bliss. Yeah, Bliss. Sorry. Sometimes we do the Glow, which is um, it's all on the website. The black right lights. Yeah. yeah, it's all on the website. So that's a nice, energizing, active, um, highly motivating experience. And so, yeah, they're, they're through the entire summer. Um, and then another big one is Yoga Mantic, fifth annual Yoga Mantic. This is a fundraiser, not necessarily for funds, but for donations. Right. There's two pickup trucks that we park at Jilson Square Stage. Uh, typically get a little over 100 participants each year. I'd love to get more. It's free. Yoga Mantic. When yeah. is that going to be? So that is August 19th oh. this year. Okay, plenty of time. We'll 10, get you here in July. Yeah, 10 to 11.15. Okay. Um, and it's we've had such a great turnout. And so one truck, I, I get donations for the area um, shelters and food pantries. And every year we fill up my pickup truck. And then the other truck last year, we filled up my dad's pickup truck with um, food and cleaning supplies for animal shelters in the area. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's there really you go. great. There's so many ways oh. people can do little moments and yeah. it ends up leveraging yeah. all this stuff everywhere you go. Yeah. That's part it of the magic. It all matters. Yeah, it does. So this is the story of Yono Willimanic. I want to thank Angie Jocks for being here for all the good work she's doing throughout the year. So once again, YonoWillimanic.com. You can learn out more. And if you plan to join him, go to the Health and Wellness Fair on June 10th from uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I wish you a great summer. Thank you. May I add one thing? Absolutely. 12 to 1, 12 to 1 that day of the fair is a free yoga class. Okay. So you have to show up. No need to sign up, but it's a first come, first serve. There's about 25 spots. So 12 to 1 free okay. yoga June 10th. That's a good chance to go and get your exposure. Check yeah, it out. just kinda, hear what all the buzz is about. Kind of put your feet in the water a little That's bit. That's right. And I'll be talking about my float because I have a birthday gift here. I'm going to talk about I can't do a live show from the float. Huh? I'm probably electrocute myself. Well, yeah, not in the float, but we can we can figure something I'll out. I have to get Matt Rupar to figure out the wiring so I don't fry myself. <laughs> and we'll do a show live from the uh, That'd tub. be so cool. Yeah. The acoustics anyway. are amazing. That's true. Well, thanks for being here again. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay, a very short musical break, and then we're going to come back with the Wyndham Regional Arts Council. They have a very, very uh, special annual meeting coming up. They're 40 years old this year. They have a celebration. Here's the song. See the play. 
Okay, we're back live on the home front. I hope you love that tune. I always think I'm watching the Jetsons, and it's a commercial break. That's Willimantic USA. I drop it in once in a while just for fun. Well, for the last part of the show, I'm very happy to have the Wyndham Regional Arts Council back in the house. I've got Kathy Shires next to me again. She's the president of their board, along with another new board member. His name is Dan Tomicus. And I welcome you both to the studio. I'm How glad you you're here to share the good news. Yeah, we've got we've got lots of good news to share with you, John. This this month, we are um, just busy as ever. <laughs> well, I want to give you a 40-year high five. This is your 40th year. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Yes, amazing, right? You know, we've 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 just hit middle age, and and we're going strong. You're in the stride. You're in the <laughs> yes. I joined at a good time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so where do we begin? I guess it's as easy to uh, first talk about um, this coming Friday evening. Um, I know the station here has been very uh, kind to advertise the fact that there's going to be a nice uh, event down at the Garden on the Bridge. And uh, it's the Swift River Music and Art Festival. Yes. And uh, Wyndham Regional Arts Council will have a booth there. And uh, we're looking forward to that, um, that the hours of the event will be 4 o'clock to sunset. There's yeah. going to be three musical acts there, and I see you do have the press release there. Yeah, so there'll be a nice range of music. That's right. Yeah. and uh, Maybe we... I should mention them, eh, since you brought yeah, it up? please. The Fabulous Clones at 5, Sal Tarantino uh, at 6, and then Room to Move at 7 o'clock. And they're also going to have food from Latin Flavor. So very Puerto Rican food, and that's all going to be at the location is at 322 Main Street at Heritage Park, right by the river. Perfect timing, right? Perfect, and I think the weather yeah. forecast is going to be quite beautiful. Yeah. And what we told our member artists is that this is kind of a pop-up show for right. us. This is just a few hours mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, just a simple bring a small inventory of your best work and... Um, it's more. It's going to be an evening of togetherness for us too, because yeah. it's been a while since we've had a chance to do that kind of thing. Yeah, it'll be some, it'll be nice to have people come out and uh, kind of show their wares, and you know, have some uh, new artists come and take a look. Yeah. Yep. So uh, let me ask you this too. There's this time you have your annual meeting as well. And as you mark the year, are there any things as you look to the next year of changes or anything that you're about to finish at the board level when you're looking at the bigger picture year to year? 
So, yes, yeah. um, as a tradition, yeah. we always have our members' annual meeting in June. And, of course, in, you know, anyone who's part of an organization knows when the annual meeting can be a bit of a bore. So, at RAC, we make it lively, and we bring in an art show, a reception, and live music to a particular venue and dan if you'd like to share where where that's going to be and all that right 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 so that's so that's going to be at uh, eastern and uh that will be uh we're actually going to have a dessert buffet as well which is... I saw the website. I, you know, I was hungry looking at it. Yes. It's going to be at the Johnson Community Room at Eastern and the uh, Eugene uh, Smith Library. They have a nice meeting space there, so you'll have a lot of room to put your stuff out. And we're, we're hoping to get some, uh, flush out some, some artists that have been kind of in the, you know, kind of looking at it and, and never really wanting to, to come and see what's going on to, to see what's out there because that's that's what we're all about. We want to get artists to um, come out and kind of explore what we can offer them and uh, you know that that's what that's our big goal for the future is just find those artists. Uh, we can help them out and uh, who knows you know where we can go from there. Well, you know, I want to take a second to thank Dan because he's an example of somebody who chose to make a difference, to join an organization and get involved more than just going once in a while to an event and enjoying a few hours. So you're doing some of the work behind the scenes. And I wondered what made you want to devote time when there's so many things you could be doing these days. <laughs> I, I do a lot of things. So this well, is just this is just one of many, that. many hats. Many hats. Um, so I, I, I used to be uh, one of the arts commissioners in New Britain. Um, I'm also an well ex puppeteer. Um, right. We had a TV show with uh, the help from Jim Henson Company. So I've always been uh, in the 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 arts. Um, I've had a, a lot of guests that that have had you know incredible uh, artists behind them. Um, I've had people from you know that have worked on X Men and Star Trek and oh, you wow. know so so arts is super important to me. And I know that there's some incredible artists out there, and it's just it's just getting them to to show up and and actually be a part of something and, and once we we got them they're ours and and we can just really you know uh, help them just be the best that they can possibly be no matter you know what it takes to 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 help them out where that's that's my goal is to get new artists <laughs> that's a thumbs up because you know in our part of the state people are spread out these yeah. towns are small you drive and a lot of people can feel really isolated and they are but in a group like this or the Coventry Arts Guild or the Ashford Arts Group, then you have a connection to people within 10, 15 miles. And that's all the difference, isn't it, when they're neighbors in sure, a way? Sure, sure. And how is RAC going now? 40 years, congratulations on all that. But how have the last couple of years been after COVID bouncing back? We Bouncing back, yeah. you know, has been, um, you know, kind of incremental, but we are really in full swing. You know, um, the interesting thing is we didn't really miss a beat with the youth, with the, and no pun intended, with the youth music competition. That's <laughs> and, right. Just and happened, we, yeah. you know, and um, we have managed to have, a, a, you know, an event in that regard in, you know, at each year, yeah. thanks to loosening of certain restrictions and capacities and so forth. So we did have our uh, music competition in December of 2022. Right. And, uh, during this event at Eastern uh, in the Eugene Smith Library on June 9th, uh, I don't know if we said the date and time. Yeah, June, yeah, 9th, that's, that's June 9th, 6.30 yeah. to 8.30. That's right. Um, we're going to have live music during the event, and that will be uh, with uh, the string, the, a violin player uh, who 
placed first in the competition. His name is Dustin Rude. He's a sen uh, senior at E.O. Smith. Bravo. Um, and uh, then we will also have uh, Priyeshni Paris, who is a wonderful pianist who is also new to the area and reached out to us because she knew we sponsored a music competition. And like Dan, I mean, just these, we have found these wonderful people to be part of our group and we're just so happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know, from so many other guests, when you start a kid at a very young age, it's a fork in the road for life. You mm. trigger things that, if kids don't get that exposure through school, they miss something along the way. It's Absolutely. not just childhood. There's something in their creation. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Sure. Exactly. Totally right. agree. Yeah. Um, I, I taught after school programs, and, and it's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Back back in the uh, late 90s, we uh, taught kids how to edit video, and that was a like, was really it a high school, of. like middle no, school. No, no. This is third and fourth graders okay, in uh, Manchester, cool. yeah. and uh, a couple of them went on to uh, uh, ESPN, and so you know you, you never know no. what they're going to gain out of it, and, and it can only be positive. So, yeah. you know. It's, it's a good thing. Exactly. In case you're listening to us on the radio, by the way, we're talking about the Wyndham Regional Arts Council today with Kathy Shires and uh, Dan Tomaskis. And you have another event coming up at the Shabu Stage. One of my joys in town is seeing how many people are making use of that beautiful space. I was there last weekend with David Foster and the Shabu reunion. You're going to be there again at the end of June. It's on June 23rd. Tell us about that day at the Shabu stage. June 23rd, and exactly from, right. uh, from uh, let's see, 6.30 uh, at the Shabu stage. And uh, it's going to be a lovely evening of music with the Wyndham Concert Band. And the Wyndham Concert Band is a wind and percussion band uh, that has increased this year to over 80 members. And so, you know, there was numbers were down in recent years for them. There was like around 60 to 65. The sound of the band this year is so much more full. There's more bass instruments. You're really going to have an enjoyable evening of patriotic tunes, show tunes, uh, international favorites that, you know, maybe some people haven't heard before. There's a couple of Latino style pieces. There's just, they're covering everything, and there is a new conductor with the band, and who is also, um, I think she's originally from this area, but has recently returned. Our first year, right. Kristen Mosaico, um, right. and she's their new director, and um, it's all going really, really well. And so, bring a lawn chair, it's all free compliments of rack. We want people to have a really good time with us that night. I'm happy to hear 80 members because, you know, when I was talking to David Foster before the Shabu stage was built, his original idea was he wanted the stage big enough for the Boston Pops, which is why it's 100 feet across, for a big orchestra. He didn't know how many times 100 pieces would be there, but you've got 80. Yes. And that's a nice, joyous sound in that space. The acoustics are really good. It's it's going to be a really great evening, and you yeah. know that's always we always we like to think that we're the lead off to the or the kick off to the boombox week, you know. Mm -hmm. So like that Friday night, we like to have before the Fourth uh, of July. We'll get we'll get everybody prepped and riled up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> in that patriotic mood. There you go. Now, one thing that happens throughout the year is there's an exhibit Rack has that rotates at the hospital. It's an area right off the welcoming area, 
and you can go right into it as a visitor without going inside and it changes on different themes do you have any ideas of what's planned for the next few months for that or is anything underway or did you have anything in april uh, oh sure yes Please, it's, go it's ahead. a rotating rotating right. exhibits and um well going into i know we, we recently and you can help me along here yeah. we, we had the uh, quiet corner camera club right um we, we will be having, for the month of June, three exhibitors who, um, uh, it's, a, it's a combination of pastels, um, uh, oil, painting, oil, oil painting, painting, right, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think acrylics as well. Acrylics. But, I'm, but uh, yeah, I, uh, after that, I'm going to um, be putting some of my, I actually am a vacuum form artist, which is kind of strange, right? You never heard of that? So that's uh, it's something that's kind of um, an old, old art form that I'm bringing back. And oh, can so... you tell us a little bit without losing this? If I close my eyes <laughs> and I see right. your hands, okay. here you go. So so picture, if you will, um, you have a sheet of styrene plastic hanging above a buck, which is a form. So when the hot plastic gets extremely hot in the right temperature, which is like within seconds, you have to put it down onto the buck, suck all the air out and then boom you've got your form and as long as the form's good you can pull it out if it's not you're married to it and a lot of curse words come out and it's there not very fun but yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's really cool it's pretty magical and then what are the shapes i mean what is it that you produce oh, it, well so that's where I'm, I'm, yeah. we're always on the lookout for excellent sculptors so we get a good sculptor that sculpts something and then i transform it by by making a mold and using silicones it's a it's a real involved piece you know and then then that's where you can form it and you can make replicates you know out of that so wow yeah it's fun that sounds exotic. you should do that and then get part of the artist open studios yeah you know the, the right. plaster casters or something yeah yeah you know? and, and well, that's yeah because yeah, huh? yeah actually kathy just uh just right. just uh did Talk some about some whacked forms. out art huh the yeah. plaster rest in peace too i think she just passed away yeah, wow. the, I think the original plaster caster girl passed away. Oh wow! Oh my! Yeah, Susie, I think was her name. You know, that's back a in bum, the that's a bummer. Yeah, Could've sooner or later. Yeah, yeah maybe you, she was cast. I don't know. If oh. you look at if you have yeah. funny. Uh, was terrible if, joke. You, if <laughs> you look at the Rack Facebook page, okay. uh, where oh, we yeah. can be found at Wyndham Regional Arts Council, you'll full see name, a few right? pictures. Full yes, full okay. name, and you'll see the, some pictures on there that oh, you should, Dan you led should, the group in the library. You should see her when she painted the. Yeah, we did the the Day of the Dead, so we did the huge skull. I, I got like forty thousand hits just out of her painting. It was just, it was incredible. It was just, it, just mind boggling. She's she's I really good. She's skull. she's great. At, yeah. Can you bring that back for the next year? Will the skull return? It's oh yeah. It's oh yeah. Back. That's, if we yeah. do if we do the big one, we can do like all day, and people just go. They flock in. They love to paint. You should see some of like just the, the people that that paint, like especially the senior center. They're just really. There's some good painters. Really good. I'm yeah. not a good painter. I, I make stuff, but there's some great painters like like Kathy that just oh yeah, blow yeah. You know, everything away. You know that's something else is folks as they have the aging process. Yeah. Sometimes being tied to art can be harder because you don't get out as right. much. You still have the creativity, but how do you express it? Right. So that's part of the. So yeah. So we bring it to them. We did a huge thing yeah. for Christmas too. Where we brought them all the right. the gingerbread all houses. The gingerbread. Yeah. So I made all the gingerbread houses, and we did that, and we did it at the library, and it was free to everybody. We sponsored that. Wow. So it was it was they had a great time, and that's that's stuff that we you know we really love doing, you know, it's good for the public. 
Well, that's why I love having people with the arts on the show, because all these groups all around the quiet corner, there's several groups just like this. The one today we've been focusing on is RAC, W-R-A-C, the Wyndham Regional Arts Council. Kathy Shire is the board president, along with the board member, uh, Dan Tamakis. Uh, so once again, the Facebook page, Wyndham Regional uh, Arts yeah, Council? Just, yeah, the full name, right. or our website, which right. is also uh, just WyndhamRAC.org, O-R-G. Right. Okay. Well, yes. I wish you good luck for your events and for the summer. I'm looking forward to having you back later in the year when we get closer to the other events. You, awesome. You can, you can count on it. It's nice great, great meeting you today. Nice to meet you, too. I'll right. be back. All right, thanks. Thank you, John. Okay, so that's how we're going to wrap up today for On the Home Front. I just want to mention we're here at 5 to 6 every Wednesday. These programs are also aired on WECS. A program I produce there is called uh, Pan American Express on Wednesdays from 12 to 3. That's at 90.1 FM and WECSFM.com. So these interviews get aired on that radio station to give our guests more ways to reach you with information. So we'll be doing that, and I thank you very much for taking the time to share your time with us, and we'll see you next week.